We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a 1930s gangster using Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Yeah, see? This Name Your Price tool really lays it all out on the table, see? All I had to do was tell her how much I wanted to spend, and it gave me options in one place, see? Makes all of it easy to see, see? It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool. Only at Progressive.com. I might need glasses so I can see more when I'm doing gangster stuff, see? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's gonna be too unprofessional. Um, isn't it? Don't, don't are you like proving how professional you are by doing it from <laughs> an airport? This is the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by MondoGold.com, your premier destination for daily fantasy soccer. Head over to MondoGold.com and enter code Roto for a 200% bonus on your first deposit. And now, here are your hosts, 
Mike Gottlieb, and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Roadwire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb. I'm coming to you live from an airport. That's why it's a little loud in the background, so I apologize. We'll do the best that we can. I will likely hit the mute button for too long and not talk for a while, but that's Andrew's job, my co-host, Andrew Laird, to fill the space. How's it going, Andrew? Pretty good, sitting here in dead silence, although there's always a possibility one of my kids comes screaming in and ruining it on this side, so let's see what we can do here. Well, either way, I will interview whoever's on the other line. Now, <laughs> let's go straight into the games. We have a full slate, game week four, uh, and then we'll also get to our daily dose as another flight announcement is not mine, is being led over the loudspeaker. Now, let's go over to Newcastle at home against Arsenal. Uh, so, Andrew, obviously you're interested in this one. Newcastle, are they showing signs of life or are they just not very good? I think you'll see signs of life throughout the season from them, but I don't think they're all that great. I mean, we, we've we seen Manchester United struggle against a few clubs in the Premier League this year. Obviously, they're destroying Club Bruges in their Champions League uh, qualifying, and they then end up with a pretty easy draw. The Champions League draw was today, Thursday. So uh, I think what, you know, we've, we've seen this before from, from Newcastle, and I think we kind of touched on it in the earlier podcast this week, that Tim Kroll kind of plays up to his to his opponent so yeah it's certainly possible that you know he can rise up against Arsenal but I have a very tough time seeing Newcastle shut out Manchester United and Arsenal back-to-back so I I don't really love the Arsenal defensive options this week so you know I think there may be some goals on the side either it's going to be Alexander Mitrovic or Jorginho Wijnaldum I think those are probably the two guys you'll focus on from a Newcastle standpoint but Otherwise, if you're playing any of the early slate games, I, I would go full steam ahead on the Arsenal guys, attackers at least. Yeah, definitely the attackers. It's just you have to see which ones start. You know, uh, do you still think Giroud is going to start? Even I, he looked good last week. But, you know, it, 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 is Theo Walcott going to take his place at some point? I think Giroud is going to have to go through a, a few games of struggles, and frankly, he, he struggled a little bit in the opener, but he's been pretty good since then, uh, including a goal in, in week two. So. I think his spot is is pretty secure, and which is kind of a bummer for Walcott. But they they've been using him kind of as this super sub, which, uh, you know, given his injury history, is probably where what his role should be. But uh, ultimately, you can't rely on that for fantasy purposes. So I, I'm I would be fine with with uh, Giroud, Alexis Sanchez, obviously at the top of the list. But Mesut Ozil, I think, is a is a locked in starter. Santi Cazorla probably is as well. Aaron Ramsey, I feel like, could be the one to, to get a little bit of a break with uh, either Walcott or Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. But I think, you know, most likely he stays in the starting lineup. Sounds good. And Mitrovic is probably the only guy you would ever consider starting on Newcastle, but probably not against Peter Cech and all of the Arsenal defense, right? I think Wijnaldum would would be in the in the discussion. It's kind of weird that... Uh, Mitrovic so quickly displaced Papi Cisse because, I mean, Cisse scored in that opener, and I think, you know, he's still a very good player. I, any other week, I wouldn't mind seeing them try to play both of them together, but um, if anybody thinks that Arsenal is going to throw up an egg this weekend, Daryl Janmat should be back from his uh, one-game suspension from the red card he picked up against Swansea. It's kind of incredible that I own him in a few season-long games, and the only game that he doesn't play, they shut out Manchester United, so... <laughs> Um, but he's back. I would stay away from the, the Newcastle defensive options anyway. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go on to the next game where Sunderland are going to prove whether or not they really are the whipping boys of this season in the Premier League because they play Aston Villa at Aston Villa. Uh, Aston Villa started Rudy, uh, you know, starting Rudy Gestead. Very interesting uh, considering that I really do like him and I think that this is a good spot for him if he does start again and could be a budget option for you. Yeah, I totally agree on, on Gestead. I think he's probably the the biggest upside play for Aston Villa just because he's such a beast and Sunderland is just terrible all over. Sunderland on the road is is the game that you that you everybody should kind of focus on. It's it's difficult to get like an Aston Villa stack. I mean, uh you made the case for Ashley Westwood a few days ago and um for full disclosure, I picked him up in a Yefsa this week cuz I lost out on Bakari Sako. But um yeah, I think you know, Aston Villa is also not that great defensively. They have some good defenders, like I, you love Micah Richards. I think you know he's pretty good. Jordan Amavi's good, but we kind of like them because of what Richards can do in the box and what Amavi does in the attack. That I think there might be goals on both sides here, so you could probably uh, take a flyer on either Jermaine or Jeremaine Defoe and Lens, respectively. Yeah, and I mean Ashley Westwood. I, I talked about him and. You're chasing assists if you're going after Ashley Westwood. So it's not, it's not something that you're going to score a ton of points on, so, but it is something that you can get for a cheap price. Yeah, certainly so. in, D, in DFS. I mean, you're, if you're playing Taga then, or any of the EFSA qualifiers, uh, chances created or assisted shots are, are stats. So he's, he's been doing well there. That was the case that you made on Tuesday, and I liked it. Yeah, it's... Uh, you know, sometimes I come up with gems, and I'm sure he's going to get hurt or not start. So, <laughs> I was going to say, let's not take any credit yet. He hasn't done it yet. So, <laughs> Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll move on, though, to Bournemouth, everyone's second favorite team against Leicester, uh, everyone's favorite midfielder, Riyad Mahrez. I'm um, assuming all offensive options are go in this one. It certainly makes you think that this should be a go. Like, you look at Bournemouth and how they, you know, they finally got their their first win last week on a kind of a wild 4-3 win over West Ham. Callum Wilson with the hat trick. I think you could definitely uh, throw him in a lineup easily. Leicester have been terrible defensively. But Bournemouth haven't been that bad. I mean, they lost one nothing in both of their first two games, one of which was to Liverpool. So I wouldn't go ahead and think that Leicester's going to go in and there and destroy them. So I think this game is actually going to be a little more lower scoring than people think. Uh, that being said, if I, you know, from the Burnmouth side, I, I definitely like Callum Wilson, and I, I'm still a Matt Ritchie believer. So on that side, and then Lester, I don't know if I would go beyond Mares to be honest. Um, you know, as you you say, you don't like chasing uh, assists, and that's what you get with Albrighton. Although in in some daily games with crosses, he pays off pretty well. But uh, I'll probably stay away from Okazaki and and Vardy this week because I can save my money on a guy like Wilson. Yeah, I think so as well. And, I mean, guys like Simon Francis really are tempting, but it depends on your scoring format, just to throw that out there for you. And also, I mispronounced the team name earlier. It's actually Ashley Villa and not Aston Villa. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot. I forgot we we renamed that one. Yes, absolutely. But uh, let's go to, I think, the next game, uh, Chelsea versus uh, Crystal Palace. That's probably going to be the most entertaining game of the weekend in terms of two teams really going at it. And if Chelsea are going to play offensively again, then Crystal Palace are going to come right back at them on the counterattack pretty quickly. So do you feel like this is going to be an open game, or is Mourinho going to just shut the door and just try to win 1 or 2 nil maximum? My initial thought when I saw this game was that it would definitely be one nothing in favor of Chelsea, but I said that last week. Um, it was last week West Brom? Yeah, last week, and that obviously was not 
the case. So I'm not sure that I've seen yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, no John Terry. Right. I'm not sure I've seen Chelsea play to a to an ability where they can just say we're going to shut it down this week. So the, you know, I don't think there's going to be a lot of squad rotation. Obviously, Terry has to be replaced, and that'll be Zuma. But uh, I don't think you're going to see anything else. I think Ivanovic is still going to start. You'll see Matic and Fabregas. Like, uh, oh, good. Yeah, exactly. So I, I just, you know, and if that's the case, then yes, there are goals. But I feel like we're also kind of setting ourselves up for expecting goals and then getting getting the one nothing. So I'm kind of going in a full 360 here, but I keep getting back to one nothing. Uh, in which case, you know, you're kind of relying on Pedro or or Diego Costa, I think. Uh, I'm has uh, and Hazard has looked a little yeah, not if, out of it, but yeah. If uh, if Jose Mourinho has been watching the same game as everybody else, which is you know not a hundred percent true, or could not be true, right? I mean. I could definitely see a defensive rotation of Ivanovic going back to his natural position in the middle and Aspilicueta going back to his natural position at right back and Zuma going outside to the left back. Yeah, I feel like I, I don't see Aspilicueta moving. I think he... Or put, or put Zuma on the outside because it's been well documented this season that Bronislav Ivanovic cannot keep up with anyone on the outside. Yeah. And when you have Yannick Velasi or Bakary Sako or Jason Punchin... Uh, or, or Zaha, pick a midfielder coming at you on the flanks. They're just going to tear them apart. Yeah, I mean, we should definitely expect kind of a similar thing to what we saw against Swansea, where Jefferson Montero just, you know, blazed down the wing. And the same thing we saw with Man City with Sterling and, like, to a lesser extent, Navas. But so, yeah, I mean, if that's the case, I mean, Crystal Palace isn't going to go into Stamford Bridge and win. So you still can. You say that. I'm, I am not convinced. Well, let's say they're not going to shut them out. Like, I, I think you're still, if you want to avoid the defensive options, like, I get it. I, I would probably avoid defensive options against Crystal Palace anyway. So, previously, you know, last year I would have said, yeah, I'm fine taking Chelsea defensively at home against Crystal Palace. Like, I, I would have taken Chelsea at home against anybody. Same with Southampton. And that's just not the case this year. And so, you're going to have to look elsewhere for your defensive options. But, I mean, on the other side, that's easy starts for Eden Hazard, Costa, Pedro, um, Fabregas has looked a little slow, so I may even stay okay. away from him. But Willian, if he's in the middle, which he should be, you know, those yeah, guys are definitely and, and, and Fabregas is another guy you're chasing assists, and you don't want to do that. Yeah. So I mean, 18 assists was 18 assists, but that, that does not happen every year. In fact, yeah. it happens very rarely. Right. It's not so, happening this year. No, it's certainly not. Not for right, him, but, at least. But one of those games where you could look to get a clean sheet is Liverpool at home against West Ham. I'm done with West Ham. Uh, I, I've supported <laughs> them for way too long. I'm done. Yeah, they... We have a very exciting player in Dimitri Payet. We should note Diafrasako got arrested again this week. I think we mentioned it on Tuesday. I haven't seen anything that the club is going to hold him out, which is pretty standard for Premier League clubs, that uh, as long as you're not in jail, you're available to play. So, um, yeah, outside of Payet, it's very tough to, to make a legitimate case. I think Kevin Nolan uh, left today, meaning they mutually agreed to terminate his contract. Not that he was much of a fantasy option, but... You know, that's one more guy off the board that um, I'm not sure who. You know, some people will try to take credit for, you know, the Cheku Kuyate goals as if he's like a great fantasy start. But those are more fluky than anything else because he plays more of as a defensive midfielder, plays center back sometimes. In fact, I think he scores more as a center back. But, yeah, I don't know what you'd be hard pressed to, to convince me anybody outside of Payet. And even that this week is tough. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, and West Ham, it's, it's Dimitri Payet and everybody else. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Cresswell, certainly not a possibility this week. So, yeah, no uh, Liverpool, Liverpool, I would, I would start all options comfortably, including Minula. Yeah, well, I, I've never, you'll never start Minule comfortably, but you, <laughs> you'd be at least slightly more comfortable with him than, than a few other guys. But yeah, I would take them, take them all. The uh, Benteke's at the top of my list. Coutinho keeps moving up people's lists, and the, the thing that I keep coming back to with Coutinho, at least in season-long games that kind of are goal dependent, goal or assist dependent, is that he just doesn't score enough goals, and so you're you're getting a guy who will score, you know, five or six from thirty yards out. But that leaves 30 to 32, you know, 32 games or so without a goal and likely not many assists. So, uh, yeah, I'll take him. I'd like to see Firmino get a little more comfortable. I'm not sure Jordan Henderson's going to get back from his foot injury. So Firmino could probably start again. But he's looked, uh, I don't want to say tired, but he just doesn't look comfortable yet, which is what we saw with Ben Teke, you know, in the first game. And then he got pretty into it. But I wrote um, this week about how they're still not, crossing the ball like Liverpool was dead last in crosses last year and they brought in Benteke and the way that you use him is to cross the ball in and let him go get it because he's currently leading the league in aerial duels one he led the league last year and he only had 26 appearances and they're still dead last in crosses I mean if you have Nathaniel Klein and Christian Benteke you should be crossing the ball 70 times a game and they're not so until they start figuring that out I feel like Benteke's upside is pretty limited yeah, it's 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 a little mind-boggling, but again, that's probably not going to be too mind-boggling. Manchester City at home against Watford. I think this is the game where everyone's going to start looking at defenders and being, "Hey, Alexander Kolarov's really good. Let's try him this week." <laughs> yeah, totally agree. Kolarov is getting really expensive in some daily uh, formats, and frankly, he he should be. He was, he was always the kind of guy who would be up there in the top five, but wouldn't be wouldn't play. And everyone would say, "Well, why is this guy so high?" And it's because when he plays, he's just he's an elite option. Um, I think, you know, we kind of talked about it on Tuesday that he could very well end up as the top, um, the highest scoring defender this season. And it's going to be a lot because of what he can do offensively, but also the clean sheets. And yeah, like you said, home against Watford is, is a clean sheet possibility. And if you want to buy in on the Man City defense, then Bakari Sanya is obviously an option out wide. We're going to, I wonder if we'll see uh, Otamendi get a start. You know, they paid all this money for him and uh, you know, I doubt they paid that money to to bring him and sit on the bench. Then again, they paid a ton for Mangala also, and he's played pretty well. So th- they've got an interesting rotation there. That you know, if you're chasing clean sheets, you know, those are the guys to do it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But uh, on the Watford side, the only guy I think is startable is Troy Deeney, and I, this is not the right matchup. I just, I just don't see it. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, Igalo sometimes, but. He doesn't yeah. even start all the time. What I will note is that they, <clears throat> excuse me, their fullbacks cross a ton. Um, I believe Watford's actually leading the Premier League in crosses, and it comes from their fullbacks. So, I would Juan say, Carlos Paredes. <clears throat> no, it's uh, Niam and um, Niam, and who's the other one? Classic time to draw a blank, but um, those guys are the ones. That you, or yeah, those guys are the ones you want to kind of focus on, but playing at man city you're going to get blasted without the clean sheet and if you lose points for goals allowed there's i mean so yeah i can definitely see man city getting four you know getting a lot of goals and Watford getting not many maybe one party pooper goal but uh you know that's neither here nor there you can't bank on that so let's go on to west brom another team you can't bank on especially at the back uh, tony pulis's team is really just not doing it defensively but what are your thoughts on new signing solomon rondon 
he looked really good against Chelsea. Um, I mean, a lot of guys on that team looked really good against Chelsea, but he particularly looked good. They apparently have said no to Barahino's transfer request, and I'm not sure whether that means he's going to be, I mean, he's obviously not happy about that, but I don't know if that means he's going to get his place back in the 18. You would assume they wouldn't, you know, keep him and then just bench him, but the Rondon looks like a much better fantasy play than than Barahino at this point. And I'm not sure there's anybody else on that team that I would touch. Maybe Chris Brunt, but uh, who knows? Yeah, uh, I don't mm-hmm. think James Morrison's going to get another two-goal game. <laughs> Probably uh, not. Between Mama Juf and Solomon Rondon, who would you pick first in this game? Uh, I would go with Mama Juf. I, I think Stokes got some really nice players around him that will take up some space that allow him to get open in the middle. I mean, Afalai and Shakiri, I think, will, will do a really good job. Boyan played in the Capital One Cup match this week, so... He could very easily get back in the squad, and I think that takes a little more pressure off of Diouf, and he can just kind of stay in front of the goal and head in a few, you know, with nobody, with somebody making yeah. space for him. Yeah, who would have ever thought that you would say, oh, look at all those creative players at Stoke making Mama Juf look good. Yeah, all those guys from La Liga. Yeah, exactly. Stoke. There's, there's a Spanish influx. Stoke Alona. All right, but uh, two teams that are probably going to give fantasy owners the big middle finger or Spurs and Everton when they play to a nil-nil draw this weekend. Yeah, this has <clears> – <throat> I think you're totally right. Everybody will go heavy on Harry Kane or Romelu Lukaku. And, well, Kane's given a middle finger to everybody this entire season, so there's that. But uh, from the attacking side, I would be much more comfortable with the Everton guys who have actually scored this year as opposed to, you know, we'll stay away from Erickson if he plays because – you know, you can't depend on his free kicks. And so if you look at like Lukaku and Barkley versus Kane and Chadley, uh, I don't know. I, I certainly wouldn't take that Kane and Chadley side, even at White Hart Lane or maybe particularly at White Hart Lane. Yeah, I think a wild card to me is if Aruna Krone keeps starting, I mean, he has potential to get some goals, too. So, yeah, he he's and, definitely look good. Yeah, him and Lukaku look like a, a good partnership up front. Yeah, so certainly making just, Morales. Just, look just awful. something to look out, something to look out for, at least. Sure. But, uh, yeah, for Spurs, there's really no exciting option. Well, I, I, you can make the, the case for Kane because Everton's playing on the road. They did shut out Southampton at uh, St. Mary's, so I guess they have that going for them. That, but there are going to be some questions at, at left back now because uh, Brennan Galloway, who is filling in for Leighton Baines, is now out. So it's possible we see Brian Oviedo, who hasn't played a Premier League match in quite some time, particularly not 90 minutes. So, But he loves to score. He, he does. He does. Okay. I'm so not going to another... bank on that, though. No, I would not bank on any Everton defender on the road. All right, but uh, speaking of Southampton, they are at home against Norwich, and my question would be, you know, Sadio Mane or a, a Nathan Redmond? Uh, this seems like two two midfielders who'd like to score goals, and this is a decent matchup for both of them, isn't it? Yeah, particularly Nathan, I almost because I feel like Southampton have been so poor defensively this season. You know, we kind of intimated before with Chelsea and Southampton, you know, playing those guys on the road last year was just a, a stay away. And now, uh, like I just mentioned, Everton uh, threw two, two, three on them, excuse me, uh, you know, at St. Mary's. So I certainly don't have any faith that Southampton's going to be able to shut down Norwich, particularly with how well Redmond's playing. So I may, I'll have to go back to my, to my rankings to see where I put it, but you have to, I would certainly put Redmond and uh, Mane very close in the rankings for this week. You think goals on both sides though, right? Yeah, the, neither team has shown any like defensive capabilities to make me think that they can hold the other side out. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, in fact, I would actually bet on a defender scoring rather than a clean sheet. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a great point. Yeah, I would definitely Russell Martin and uh, Whitaker, uh, maybe even a Maya Yoshida off a corner. Yeah, something, something, something crazy. Like yeah, absolutely. Something crazy. Yeah, I was well, looking, hopefully it's looking at my rankings here. I have Monet nine and Redmond ten. So <laughs> it's like I read the rankings and asked the question. That's right. That's right. It's unbelievable. Sometimes I do prepare for things, even at an airport. <laughs> even. <there. laughs> but uh, so the last game, uh, the last game of the weekend is Swansea at home against Manchester United. This is. Definitely one of those, you know, show me moments for or like that people like us are saying to Swansea, like, all right, you had a good game against Chelsea. Now, if you can do it against Manchester United as well. Now we're really looking at something, right? Yeah, the way I looked at that uh, Chelsea one was that they I mean, yes, they were dominant for the time they played, but playing against 10 men for 40 minutes is a long, you know, that's a significant advantage. So I didn't want to take too much out of that um, that result. So, yeah, this is I completely agree with you. This is the show me. I think we see just as much of a show me from Manchester United in this one, though. You know, they've been playing really well in the Champions League, but they haven't been able to put it together. Uh, when whoa, the whoa. Pump, the, pump the brakes on the Champions League. It's Champions League. Sorry, qualifying. excuse me. Yes. Yeah. They played very well in a, in a playoff match against a, the, probably the second place Belgian side. Yeah, just, Belgian team. You know, so throwing yes. it out there. Yeah. Fair point. Let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit on that one. Yeah, I'll note that. Uh, the draw came out today. Manchester United are in the same group as PSV. As PSV, which should so, be great yeah, for Memphis. Memphis to pay battle. Yep. Yeah, and but, also, well, Wolfsburg might be without Kevin De Bruyne. I was going to say, classic so. Manchester United to get into a group with Wolfsburg, and they'll be without their best player. But yeah. anyway, I, I, I think just like you said, this is a big show me game for Swansea all over. I think defensively, they can show that they, you know, that they can lock a team up like Manchester United, who, as we mentioned, haven't been particularly high scoring this season, but. Um, you know, if we see Bafi Timigomi is on a three-game streak with a goal, you know, four-game streaks are pretty, are, you know, are rare for guys who, um, you know, who just don't score that much. I mean, he he's obviously a scorer, but we don't, you know, he doesn't have a long track record in England to do that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Shelby, um, I'm going to still stay away from Sigurdsson. And Montero uh, is certainly good in, cro- you know, formats to give points for crosses or chances created. Yeah, yeah. You need the peripheral stats for Montero because he's been just burning people left and right. For sure. Yeah. But uh, let's get to our, our 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 daily game here. Our proud sponsors, Mondo Goal. We are so excited to be playing with Mondo Goal every week. And one of these days, Andrew, and I think it's going to be next week, we are going to come up with an all budget team mm-hmm. on Mondo Goal and see how it does. But uh, for now, I'm assuming you went three four three this week. I did. Yep. Okay. I've been tempted to go three five two. You know, do something, do something crazy. But, I um, I did a three five two on an MLS one the other day, and yeah. it just felt weird. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. All right, but let me go to my back four. Starting off in goal, and the only reason why I picked this guy is because he's worth three point six million, and he starts, and that's Martin Stecklenberg. And it's just a crazy low number, and I just you have to, you have to at that point. And uh, my defenders are Kolarov at ten five. I never spend money wow. there, but since I saved so much on Stecklenburg, I just put it up and put it all in Kolarov. And then I have Darmion at eight point nine and Nathaniel Klein at seven point nine. All good defenders, all big money. Wow, yeah, that's that's a, that is a lot of big money. I fell for the Stecklenburg thing earlier this season. I, I've sworn off of the Southampton defender, so you can. Well, you it doesn't can... even matter. Like even if he scores like no points i'd be i mean i'm able to get so many i'm my potential to get points elsewhere is too great I'm, I'm fairly certain he was actually negative um in the one that i did so don't think zero is the bottom but i spent six four on uh jack butland 
who was one of my season-long favorites, and I'm not sure I've even played him yet in season-long, but Stoke home against West Brom, I'll happily take that. I didn't pair him with any defenders, which is kind of unlike me, but I went with um, 6.3 for uh, Vincent Company. I kind of, I'll take the the clean sheet there, and 6.3, I, I decided to spend my money elsewhere, but um, I spent 6.5 on Leandro Bacuna because I think he could uh, get involved in that attack enough. You um, love my Ashley Villa pick. And I do love the Ashley Villa pick. And then I spent 6.2 on Bronislav Ivanovic just to spite you a little bit because I think Chelsea might... Um, I think that game will, will be closer than people think. And if there's any way to really piss you off, it's for Ivanovic to score the only goal. So yeah, and because you picked him and I'm just at the I'm at the, the lowest of the valley on him, he's going to score twice. I was going to say he might have two. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be a Bronislav Ivanovic week just because I said it won't be. That's right. All right, so, but who are you, who's in your midfield? I uh, spent 6.3 on Matt Ritchie because I kind of wanted some exposure to Burn, Bournemouth, but I had some other forwards in mind, so I didn't go with uh, Callum Wilson. But I think uh, Bournemouth playing against Leicester should – I think there will be some goals in that one. Uh, and on the, the Leicester side, I paid 10-1 for Riyad Mahrez, who I think is actually pretty good in, in particularly Mondo goal because he does a little more – you know, he gets his, his boot on the ball enough. And then I did a little bit of a Man City stack with uh, David Silva and Yaya Torre, who are 14-2 and 14, uh, respectively. Yeah, I, def- I have two of those guys. So I have Yaya Torre and I have Riyad Mahrez. Begrudgingly, Riyad Mahrez. Right. <laughs> but now that I've picked him, he'll do nothing. And I have Andre Ayu at 12.3 because I just can't get enough. Yeah. I just can't get enough. <laughs> and... <laughs> also have Nathan Redmond at seven seven. Hmm. So obviously my Martin Stecklenburg pick is with zero confidence. That's right. So, but uh, Redmond at seven seven is a good value. Yeah, well, you just got to hope for eight shots on target, and so that means yeah. eight saves for Stecklenburg. Yeah. So I was uh, so going to my forwards. I was looking for Christian Benteke on the first page of the forwards, and I couldn't find him there. And that's because he wasn't there. That's right. Christian Benteke is a second page forward, and that to me is perfect time to pick him up. And that's eight point three for him. I have Pedro at 6.2, which is ridiculous, and uh, and uh, Diego Costa at 10.1 to round out my squad with 400,000 left. So you like you don't mind doing Pedro and Costa together? Absolutely not. Okay. Especially in that matchup, no, definitely not. Yeah, I also went Pedro at 6.2 million. That's he should be 100% owned, just on the the upside that you can get from there. Um, we had a little bit of confusion. I because um, I did the full weekend one that includes the the early game, so I had a ten point one Alexis Sanchez. But if I, um, if anybody's playing sort of the regular uh, U.S. dollar week one or the you know the late start GBPs, Sanchez is out because he's in that first match Arsenal Newcastle. But at that price at ten one, you can get a guy as Mike just said. You can get Christian Benteke who's on the second page. You can get Lukaku playing at Tottenham. You can get Kane playing yeah. against Everton. Wayne Rooney's on the second page too. Yep. So uh, wow. Yeah, I would probably stay away from Rooney playing at um, at Swansea. But um, so any one of those guys, I'll probably you know if, if I play that that late slate, Lukaku was the one that came out to me the most. But um, Costa. The only reason I didn't pick Costa is because I had Pedro also. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then my last one was thirteen seven Sergio Aguero, home against yep. Watford. So, home against Watford, I went with Aguero, Silva, Yaya Torre, and company, hoping for yeah, you a t- yeah, you, 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 
you're definitely rooting for Manchester City this weekend, aren't you? Yes, very much so. Or at least those uh, three. I, the last thing I need is a Jesus Navas hat trick. All right. And do we still have that special deal where you get you know, where you're just throwing away money if you don't sign up through us? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, anybody who signs up um, and uses the promo code Roto R O T O as in Roto Wire will get a 200% bonus on their first deposit. So a reminder that's only the first deposits, but. Uh, come play. We're we're always playing there. We play Premier League. Um, there'll be an MLS pod up this week as well, and those guys play. So join us. Get your free money if you haven't signed up yet. And if you have signed up, come try to win some of our money. Hey, it would be as if you're rolling through the airport and you find two times the amount of money in your pocket on the ground and you don't pick it up. It's just silly. You should definitely pick up free money when you can. Just like but, that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, let's talk about a couple of flag guys before we go just before we get off the podcast, uh, who are a couple of lower-level guys that you are really kind of staking your um, – stake, not staking your reputation, but really pulling for in the lower tier? Yeah, I, I hate to say that it's, you know, n- nobody that I picked in my teams because I kind of like to, to pay up. But we had talked about how cheap Rudy Gestead was. 3.7 on Mondo goal playing home against Sunderland. I mean, that is a heck of a value that you can get there. Um, on the other um, – Going a little more expensive, but not much. You can get um, Glenn Murray, who's playing at Chelsea. And if you don't think the Chelsea defense is going to put it together, Glenn Murray is four point three. So if you you know if you want to use some of those forward options, uh, I think those are two excellent ones. And in the midfield, Johan Kabai is still five point one. Yep, he's which really is cheap. Just absolutely absurd. <laughs> and, and like I said, Martin Stecklenberg, If you get a starter in goal for three point six million, you start him. Just a. Uh, uh, but he could get a clean sheet, and if he does, that's a lot of points you're getting that no one else is. So, well, I'm not sure nobody else is. I mean, I feel like a lot of people will see that he's so cheap. And well, they will now. They listen to the podcast, right? Yeah. But I mean, who's going down to the 3.6 million on model goal all the time? I don't think most people are. Yeah. The um, on our other podcast, meaning the, the MLS one, JD Bazo said he starts all of his teams on model goal by going to goalie and going to the last page because he always thinks he can be able to find something and looks like you're doing the same yeah and it's it, it's not overly complicated it's just when you go down there you you can probably see somebody that's gonna play and if you can get a goalie that plays it's really all you're looking for here yep and uh, almost every ashley westwood or sorry ashley villa option is very inexpensive like <laughs> scott sinclair <laughs> yeah so scott sinclair if he plays he's a he's a midfielder cat he's midfielder eligible and he's 5.3 so yeah. But goodbye is even less. Put that in perspective. Yeah. All right. But on that note, though, we will end this airport special, I guess. (laughs) Um, You know, this is the only time I could have made it. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in and catch us uh, for our reactions on Tuesday with some more Would You Rathers. I think that was a lot of fun. That was fun. I think we should do that. If anybody has some feedback on that, uh, feel free to send it our way. Twitter is probably the easiest. So he's at Sports by Gotti. I'm at Rotowire Andrew. And leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. We always love to hear our feedback. Thank you so much, guys. We'll talk to you after the weekend. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. They're going to kill the love of my life if I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday, 
Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.